1: What up, y'all? Welcome back to the DNVR Draft Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download it today. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up. I'm Justin Michael. I am joined by Andre Simone and Jake Schwanitz. We have a ton to go over. We have the New Year's Six Bowls. We have the college football semifinals. In my opinion, the best uh, best weekend of semifinals that we've ever had, just in terms of excitement. Both games were epic. We'll talk about a mock draft, we'll talk about Jim Harbaugh, we'll talk about the portal. It's on. There's all kinds of stuff to dive into. First things first, Jake, how you doing, my man? Are you feeling better than you're looking? I think you need some coffee.
0: (laughs) I need some coffee, I need some sleep, um, and I need a break from my football teams causing me pain.
2: All-time weekend. What a turnaround that was. We just thought... It was all Michigan, and then the Buckeyes almost pulled it off. um, and yeah, no argument on best, like most entertaining national semis in the playoff era. biggest upset, too, right?
1: Yeah, I don't even think that's even close. Like there really have not been mm-hmm. I mean, Ohio state, I guess twenty fourteen yeah um but other than that, there just have not been very many dramatic upsets. It's been a lot of chalk. I think this was great for the product. I think Ohio State beat damn near beating Georgia I mean was arguably close to as big of a upset if they pull it, but great point Georgia is still finding a way to win when they play their worst game of this season is just a testament to what that program is right now yeah they have surpassed Alabama and Ohio State in my opinion they are the premier program in college football, not to say that those other two are slouches by any means. I just think, from a week-to-week basis, their talent, their depth, I, I I don't know how you beat a team like them unless they find a way to beat themselves, and even when they play poorly, they still might steal it from you.
0: Yeah, man. Um, it was a valiant effort uh, by Stetson Bennett. He is a dog in the truest sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, dog. Yeah, I the dogs um uh, cj stroud was so impressive to me though i think that was my biggest uh, takeaway from agreed game. agreed yeah i mean we were dying for him to show more um some more stuff mobility wise extending plays outside the pocket and he delivered in spades um probably honestly my takeaway from the whole weekend was just how he how well he played
2: 100%. And while I agree with what Justin's saying about like Georgia establishing themselves as the premier like the top dog unintended in the country now. Um like Ohio State I I don't know that the best team won that game. And honestly if Marvin Harrison Jr., yeah, I I said that right? Oh, Jesus. If I can't start getting the juniors from the guys that I was watching as a child, right? Holy shit, we're in big trouble. Um, I think if he's healthy or is just able to finish out that game, I think Ohio State brings it home. Also, I mean, not not to mention they like miss on him last-second field goal. Um, and and just like they maybe got just a smidge too conservative once they got into field goal range with Screwdom. I also wonder, like, what would Jackson Smith and Jigba at 80% have done for that depth in that game to close it out? They just ended up having not enough. Um, and I love your point about C.J. Stroud. It hurts because... As of now, that would be a guy that the Broncos original first round pick would be like right in line to get. and yet our emptying our accounts on Bryce Young first overall pick um bet on draftkings, that was a smart bet because we got in at at the right time because those odds have only shortened for Bryce Young, who himself, has an outstanding bull, historic, right? Uh, Record-breaking, five tuds, and I told you guys that they're playing the big boys. They're going to play this like it matters, and they cover that spread easy-peasy.
1: I like that segue there, because we're going to talk more about these semifinal games, because they were epic, but I did want to start just real quick with the whole Bryce Young versus C.J. Stroud conversation. The latest mock by ESPN plus uh, Jordan Reed has Bryce Young going number one to Houston has CJ Stroud going number five to Indianapolis uh, overall four quarterbacks go in the top 10 in this one. Will Levis goes seventh to Vegas. Anthony Richardson goes nine to Carolina and then no more quarterbacks. Uh, just a couple more real quick. And then I'll let you guys give your thoughts. Peter Skronsky offensive tackle one at 10 Quentin Johnston wide receiver one at 12. Jeez, And Joey Porter, cornerback one, or Joey Porter Jr., excuse me, cornerback one at number 14. The Broncos end up with Tennessee tackle Darnell Wright, who I have seen kind of Mm -hmm. rising up a lot of boards. Um, I, I don't think that would be shocking. Maybe a month ago would have, but he is definitely rising. What are your guys' thoughts on this? Do you still feel confident in that bet at Bryce Young going number one? I still feel pretty good, particularly after what he did in this Kansas State performance, he's just so smooth and composed. Like, CJ is is a tremendous quarterback. When you give him time, when you give him a clean pocket, he can pick you apart downfield. I'm not sure there's anybody other than maybe Caleb Williams I think you could make the argument for. when When the play breaks down and you need to create something out of nothing, it's like the game slows down for Bryce Young, and he just always seems to find the right guy.
2: Contact balance, you don't totally talk about it with quarterbacks. He has a certain balance, mobility, just presence in the pocket, ability to maneuver, um, and then get it out quick and like keep his eyes downfield. That is very, very unique. Now it's that Bama quarterback thing. Um, it, you know, it, tank for Tua that, that, then we saw him on an nfl field and it felt like "Ah, he's not quite that that guy you tank for um mac jones we were all hyped after the rookie season now it's like huh what's going on um you know like in that context it's easier you you look better than you typically do but he's kind of been the chosen one man and uh he hasn't faltered once and he's just got a crazy poise and ability to read things and between the nfl rules and the fact that he just doesn't take a lot of clean hits i think he's that rare case of a guy who's gonna survive at that size and be a real like playmaker be a real factor in the nfl i do wonder what his ceiling ultimately is because that raw the raw tools are only so like this isn't josh allen you know like it's not josh allen size it's not josh allen arm strength like
1: landing in Houston has never done any quarterback any favors either just for the record
0: yeah good point Bryce Young is he's special man from the first time i really like got to see him it was different than what you're used to seeing in college football and that touchdown throw the touch he had just The deep ball 45. Yeah. Yeah. What in the world, man? That's like witchcraft watching him sometimes. Perfect spot. (laughs) It's It's like throwing in in. the
1: trash can and just drop it in a bucket and let him run under it.
0: Yeah, it was crazy. Um, and like Dre said, the ability to escape, um, that's why I had him over CJ Stroud for so long. I feel like he just offered me that little bit more, even though Stroud maybe has, uh, a better arm, uh, when it's all said and done and has the size, obviously, Mm-hmm. cj straw made the conversation closer um but i'm st- i'm not changing my mind i've actually been set for a long time at bryce over cj yeah
1: i and- think nfl teams are really going to eat up that he played as well sorry Dre, i didn't mean to, to interrupt you there, no no not but, I mean, at all when you read the quotes and stuff and him just talking about wanting to go out the right way and what this team means to him and ending on a high note and just yeah. like that he felt that he owed it to his team and his teammates like Coaches and GMs—they eat all that crap up. And he gives the right answers. He has everything on film. I don't know. It's just one of those. Can you get over his size? And you know, we mentioned Tua, Tua's health situation the last couple of years. That I mean, it's it's at least something to consider. Bryce is tiny, tiny, and I, I love the guy to death. I would take him at one, but he's slight. Like he would be an anomaly in terms of oh, yeah. lasting in this league.
2: Yeah, and I mean you think of Kyler and some of the issues he's had. Obviously it's not all size related, but you know, it's it's back to my same old margins uh speech, which I'm I'm not gonna lay out in full as always, but you know, it's just like your your margins are tighter. That's that's it. It's why like Tom Brady can survive longer than like Drew Brees. Like that's that's just margins for you kids um so it's uh it's it's gonna be really interesting because i think if if the size wasn't there i think we are talking about bryce young as that generational talent like if he was just like average size we wouldn't be drooling over caleb williams as much and we'd be like dude bryce might just be like that dude that competes with burrow and mahomes and allen for the next decade you know um and then back to the darnell right pick he's a guy we highlighted after that bama game right tackle arguably the best right tackle in the draft a guy whose tape against will anderson is as good as any obviously that tennessee offense going to be a very unique eval um, when you get to run blocking and like uh how are you getting out of your stance um, and just like seeing these recent mock drafts, I saw a CBS one that had Paris Johnson Jr. drop into the Broncos. But aside from something like that, uh, B. John Robinson, um, you know, uh, Jalen Hyatt, some, someone that kind of feels like, oh, wow, that was really good value that dropped you, Keyshawn Bowdy. And I'm really highlighting corners, O-line, um, uh, some wide receivers, some edge. I think it's primed for them to trade back. Um and and seeing CJ Stroud in the national semi definitely makes all this sting a little
0: more. It's the sting is not over, bro. This sting's not yeah. over, I promise. Yeah. Um with this pick though, you finally fix the right or you hope that you finally fix a right tackle position that's plagued the team since I don't know, 2014, 2015. Uh, yeah. It's been forever. Louis Vasquez um, is probably just, right. Right. Um, just going back to this mock, though, I love this Houston Hall. Bryce Young and Quentin Johnston. Holy Damn. cow, man. That Stupid. is – that's A++ right there. Um, looking through it, too, I felt like the wide receiver run from 22 to 24 is interesting, just that order of them. Uh, Jordan Addison, then Jackson Smith and Jigba, then Jalen Hyatt. Um I don't know if that's how it's going to play out when it's all said and
2: done. This wide receiver class is going to be really interesting. And I might be one of those where medicals and forties way heavier than usual. To me though, Johnston just week after week after week after week has separated himself as the top guy to me he's way closer to a top five pick than he is a top 12 pick. Um, and, I mean, once again, he made a game-breaking play in in that one. And, I mean, we could get into the quarterback some because I, I thought Duggan wasn't super impressive, but he did, he did his classic thing and got the W. Um, J.J. McCarthy is going to be such an interesting eval next year. Um, I get so many different vibes from him. Sometimes he reminds me of Fields. Sometimes he reminds me of Mariota back at Oregon. Um, And then Stenson Bennett, like, shit, if he wasn't 24, God, I'd be all over him. And and McIntosh is a beast. Like, we we haven't talked about him enough. And Munkin, how's Munkin still the O.C. at Georgia? Like, this feels very much like (laughs) Venable stayed at Clemson for like a decade. It was like, how's this happening? Um, Like, that dude just, what a second half he called. I keep talking about the Georgia offense, to me, is the real impressive part. Um, I could get into how highest Bowers going to be drafted next year, like highest tight end ever drafted. Jesus. There's so much to impact still guys.
1: <laughs> this is just, it's, it was a crazy fun new year's six and college football playoff in terms of the guys that you needed to evaluate showing out. Like, the quarterbacks balled out, the receivers balled out. We got to see some of the defensive talent show up. I mean, it was just, oh, man. it was kind of a college football fan's dream. Um, I guess we can just kind of just transition into some of these games here because it's kind of the the natural line. We'd already just talked about Bryce Young. There's not a ton to say, I think, with that Sugar Bowl, Alabama kick their ass. Um, I will say that Deuce Vaughn made a really strong impression. 22 carries mm-hmm. for 133 yards. That's obviously skewed by an 88-yard run, but averaging six yards per carry in that scenario I think is big for him and his draft stock. Jameer Gibbs had 142 total yards, 76 uh, rushing, 66 receiving, showed his versatility. And then the Bama defensive backs, Brian Branch, I think is definitely going to be a first-rounder now. Mm. Uh, Jordan Battle okay. had a really good game. Both those guys had picks. Yeah. And then DeMarco helms had like 13 or 14 tackles, so I... I thought it was a nice day for what was kind of a challenging year for this Bama secondary. They were kind of hit, hit or miss, Mm -hmm. but I I thought all things considered, they, they really showed out and made it hard on Johnson and that K state offense, which can be pretty explosive.
0: Yeah, for sure. Alabama showed out. That was the message they were going to send or they wanted to send and they did. Um, Honestly, all of what you just said, Justin, just gets me hyped for CU because Charles Kelly is coming over as the DC. And man, if he can coach up some of these defensive backs, watch yeah. out.
1: That's such a great hire, by the way. I, I don't know why it's he didn't get like an SEC DC gig or something like that, but but that's a big time addition for Prime. Yeah, for sure. Massive. Anything you want to add to that K State Bama game, Dre?
2: No, not really. Um, you know, I th- I think we said it all. I don't I don't want to be redundant here, and I I don't have a ton on the other ones either. The other New York six, you know, USC that was wild. It was wild. Utah's just ruined the reputation for the Pac twelve the entire season. Um, <laughs> like if Utah didn't exist, the Pac twelve has such a different year. <laughs> um it's it's hilarious. Um and uh yeah I'm I I was mesmerized by TCU's front. That to me didn't make sense. It's a true freshman at nose. It is a senior transfer from New Mexico and yeah. um a redshirt senior, and that 335 got the job done. Like it it breaks my brain to even think about it. Sometimes
1: that was the difference, right? We that all was the difference. Went into that matchup saying, you know, can TCU compete in the trenches with this Michigan team? You knew they had speed in the secondary. You knew those receivers were next level. You knew Duggan was a great athlete, but could they hold up? Could they hold up on both sides in the trenches? They didn't just hold up. They punched Michigan in the teeth on both sides of the ball. The pass rush was able to get after JJ. They were able to run the ball at times. It didn't seem like Michigan was prepared for Duggan to run around as much as he did. And I don't understand that because if yeah. you've watched TCU at all this year, that's what he does. Of course. It was a weird, a weird game. I'm I'm still really high on Jim Harbaugh. He's still my top guy for the Broncos if they have that opportunity. But some of the the play calling, I mean, Philly special made no sense on fourth down. I it was it was just an odd odd game for Michigan, and it's yeah. I know Jake's sick over it. But to get down, you know, to the one and two yard line and not come away with points twice is just gut wrenching in a six Difference. point loss. It's
2: Thirteen yep. tackles for a loss, man! Insane what yeah. TCU did. And before I hand the ball over to you, Jake, that. D-line's performance is what really gives me hope for local college football because that's the hardest thing in the transfer is getting, getting the trenches to turn around quickly, look no further than the Horn Frogs' first ever Big 12 or Texas school to make it to the natty in the playoff era.
1: Woo!
0: Mind blown. Mind really? blown. Um, a few things to go back to there. Yeah, they got dominated in the trenches, Michigan did, and Dylan Horton, as you said, Dre, what a game. Four sacks. Yeah. Um, and then just what he's built this season. He's up to 14 tackles for a loss, 10 and a half sacks. Uh, he's gonna be on draft boards. And then back to what Justin said. I mean, Michigan lost this game, dude. They got outcoached, they outthought themselves, they were getting too cute when they had to. Um and then just something huge that I talked about last week going into this game is it was kind of put up or shut up for J.J. McCarthy. And he wasn't ready, man. Those two pick sixes were they they changed the game. Michigan wins the game if they don't have one of those pick sixes that happens. Um, and, yeah, he was making plays. But, man, it was rough at times for J.J. The yards are there. If you look at the stats, it's fine. But he was easily the worst quarterback of the four in the playoffs. Um And then I just wonder how this game would have gone if Blake Coram was healthy. Dylan Edwards, I mean, he had the big run to start off with, um, but they really struggled to kind of get him going after that. And he's just not that type of back, man. He's a, a speedy guy. I mean, he's still playing with a broken hand out there. I just really wonder if they had Blake Corham's just ability to run the ball in between the tackles with toughness and contact balance, if they would have been able to just, you know, keep some more drives going just mm-hmm. have a little bit more momentum with Blake Corum um it was a heartbreaker
2: they got punched in the mouth and kind of got shook and to their credit they kept kept coming back cuz for many stretches in this game it kind of felt like it was going to just be an end-to-end blowout for the horn frogs and then and then it really felt like oh shit are they blowing this and somehow they sustained it was really well
0: That third quarter was
2: amazing. Like what? What a great showcase for the sport! What a great showcase! Forty-four
0: points in that third quarter. Yeah, that was spectacular.
1: I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, Jake. What are your thoughts on the Jim Harbaugh statement of words, which really don't say anything? I mean, we don't know what the future holds, but he enthusiastically expects to be coaching Michigan in 2023, just like I enthusiastically expect to start (laughs) my diet any day now. Um, You just said yourself Michigan got outcoached in that game. As a Michigan guy, what are your thoughts on Harbaugh? It, It seems like the writing on the wall is he wants an NFL gig. How does that make you feel? Has he reached his I mean, ceiling with Michigan? I mean, I, I don't know. There's a lot of things to factor in there.
0: It's tough to say. And reaching the CFP two years in a row is a pretty damn high ceiling, even if you wow. lose both games. Um, but the statement itself was oddly timed just because the allegations officially kind of came out after that. Um, but then yeah. I think Nobody back cares to last about year. So- stuff
1: anymore, by the way. I, I saw like know. a lot of NFL reporters being like, oh, this is. Michigan's yeah. like, we don't give a shit. We we beat yeah. Ohio State the last two years. Yeah, keep cheating, please.
0: Worth it, for sure. Um, just going back to last year, though, he didn't put out a statement like this this early. Um, so I don't know what that means. He went and did the whole circuit, interviewed with Minnesota, and then he decided he was coming back. Now he puts out this statement pretty early after uh, the loss of their last game. I don't know. I mean, I think you can read into it both sides um, because he obviously didn't do this last year. But then he uh, may have had some other things on his mind, too, going into that college football playoff game because uh, he was trying to get too cute for sure.
2: Yeah. Carolina going going after him, too. And uh, Ryan mentioning, did he John Fox, Michigan, you know, where his mind was already somewhere else? um mm. so reminiscent of Super Bowl 48. Uh who knows? Who knows? Um yeah, let's let's actually get to the other anything else on the other semi on the other side.
1: Okay, yeah, real quick then, we got to shout out the homies, DraftKings Sportsbook, the fans, the tradition, the glory. There's nothing more thrilling than college football. It's bowl season. The action is far from over. My go-to betting is, of course, with DraftKings Sportsbook. Why would you go anywhere else? Right now, new customers can place a $5 pregame money line bet on the national championship. Get $150 in free bets if they do. You don't even have to get the spread right. Georgia is a double-digit dog. Historically, that means blowout. We'll see. We put a lot of respect on TCU's name. All you need is to get that right winner, though. $5 and you get hundred dollars or $150 in free bets if you hit that. You can also combine multiple bets for a bigger payout with DraftKings same game parlay. I, I I'm not gonna lie, I took a couple of tough losses on SPs in both semi-games. Um didn't think that Ohio State had it in the trenches, didn't think TCU yeah. had it in the trenches. I was wrong in both cases. That's part of the game. You win some, you lose some. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the code DNR. New customers can place a $5 pregame money line bet on a college football team to win and get $150 when your team does. That code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Also, shout out
0: to Denver Health Medical, where it's open enrollment time for individual health plans through January 15th. They offer exchange plans available on the Connect for Health marketplace with great benefits and affordable plan choices. You can also call direct at 303-602-4912 and sign up online at denverhealthmediaplan.org. Their Elevate Exchange plans have options for individuals and families looking for cost-effective quality health insurance. This year, they've also added a new virtual mental health option called Elevate Mind. It's available 247 at the cost of a normal copay. Great for those who need a convenient resource for mental health. Open enrollment, as I mentioned, exchange runs through January 15th. Call today at 303-602-4912 or visit www.denverhealthmedicalplan.org
1: today. Nailed it. Um, Let's talk about the Peach Bowl, Georgia, Ohio State. I agree with Dre. There's just not a ton to say about those other New Year's Six Bowls other than, thank God Clemson did not make the playoff. Um, yeah, yeah. USC is never going to win anything until Lincoln Riley gets a defense that decides they want to tackle. Yeah, I'm just going to throw out these numbers real quick. USC had the ball for 39 minutes and 49 seconds. They converted on 11 of 15 third down attempts, both fourth down attempts. They totaled just under 600 yards of total offense and they lost. That shouldn't happen. That shouldn't be possible. Their defense was so bad.
0: He's got to move on from Alex Grinch, man. I, I mean, w- at what point is enough enough? Get yourself a solid defense. Get yourself a new coordinator. Figure it out, man. I mean, you have everything else. Odyssey Nine on DC and football. Rush,
1: 13 per catch. Yeah. <laughs> <Is> <laughs> oh, he, <I>
0: <laughs> he should...
2: Uh... The cards should hire him. Just uh, keep getting guys who fail (laughs) upwards from the college ranks. Um, Yeah, insane. I mean, well said. Just pathetic. Brendan Reich's going off, though. That was kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No Jordan Addison, and they'd have all these goddamn weapons, and they get Dorian Singer next year. It's insane. Yeah,
2: it's kind of unfair, but they do need to figure out the defense, or they're just going to be a joke.
1: Well, there will be a 9-10 team win every year, but you're never going to win anything that matters because yeah. they just like you're you're not going to win the Utah type games, you're not going to win the playoff games. You just if you can get punched in the mouth like that. Tulane they knew it. Like they're they're running the ball, they're laughing. Spears had oh, four really? touchdowns. Tremendous game for him. I mean, they go down and they never even hesitated. They didn't stop running the football. They're like it's fine. We'll move the ball. They had, you know, an early turnover. I don't know. I I shout out to Tulane. Putting on Basically. for G5, you love to see it. And um, I-, I like to be right. I think we were on that USC defense early. They had a lot of athletes. They created turnovers, but they were soft as Charmin, and Tulane punched him in the teeth. George, Ohio State, though, we've already raved about CJ Stroud. He was awesome in this. As Dre mentioned, Marvin Harrison Jr., I think Ohio State wins if he doesn't go down. He looked uncoverable. like Mm -hmm. He looked as good as any receiver we've seen this year.
2: Yeah. Bowers, Marvin Harrison Jr., Caleb Williams, McCarthy. It's going to be some nice skill position players for the 2024 draft, man. Um, Yeah, he's insane. He's an absolute beast. And how about, you know, maybe maybe all this stuff i've been harping on of like the culture change from urban to ryan day maybe it doesn't really matter at the end of the day you know like maybe the culture ryan day has established is just fine and playing some big 12 football in the big 10 is, is going to work out cuz they were they were right there with georgia and i i truly believe a healthy Receiving core and they probably win it, which is interesting because last year a healthy receiving core for Bama, we were saying, would have made a big difference as well. Um,
1: I so. still think Bama beats Georgia if they have Jamison and Williams
2: and Mechie, right? Mechie goes yeah. down very yeah. early. In Mechie that went game.
1: down in game. Yeah. yeah, I mean,
2: they're starting a tight end and I think a fullback at wide receiver by the end of that game, Ohio State is. Like, that's how bad that was. And I mean, you're talking about. Smith and Jigba and Harrison—I mean, you; those are, the those are the like the best guys of back-to-back classes, basically. Um, so it's th- those are massive losses, absolutely massive
0: losses. That being said, though, Ameka Egbuka was the leading receiver for Ohio State. He's a yeah. sophomore. They yeah. got another one, Brian yeah. Hartline. I mean, we talked about Charles Kelly. Brian Hartline is up there as one of the top recruiters and developers in the country, also. Mm, great point. It's
1: a never ending cycle of future number one receivers. It's, it's got to be, it's one of those, and I think Ryan Rossillo makes this point a lot. It's like it's hard to feel bad for Ohio State in those situations because they're exactly. just so loaded. Or Bama, I mean, you could make the same argument, but right. it, it obviously made a big impact in that game. Shout out to Stetson Bennett. I thought he looked kind of rattled early. Like yes, for the first time, did. I thought he looked kind of sh- shook. And then they come out. It helps when the DB falls down and you can get like an 80-yard touchdown to your track star where he runs in untouched. But still, I mean, time in and time out. This guy makes the throw when they need them to. He's not the the sexiest quarterback out there. He doesn't have the biggest plus traits in the world. He goes out and he runs that system perfectly. As you mentioned, Munkin just called such a tremendous second half. They're, like, one of the only teams that when they go down, they're like, all right, I guess we'll just go back to running the football. (laughs) That's great. And they just run it down your throat. They're amazing.
2: Yeah, I love that offense. And they kind of lost the two tight end sets, right? Like, they've had some injuries. dealing with Yeah, Washington went down. So Bowers was maybe slightly less of a factor, but then makes, like, the play of the game. Um, That is, yeah, it's... uh, then it's going to be really interesting come the NFL. I'm usually never high on these guys. Um, but he's a smidge look different. At, he's got something.
0: Look at, look at Kenny Pickett, man. Kenny Pickett was an older guy <laughs> who came in and yeah. we were like, Yeah. I smaller. mean, the age is something that we hate, but everything else we kind of like. And now he's kind of turning it on for uh, Pittsburgh.
2: Purdy an older guy, too. Yeah. Um, which Speaking of which, real quick, who would you guys give Offensive Rookie of the Year to? Right now, the favorite, just slightly, and then we'll move on to this natty preview, um, is Ken, K9 with Garrett Wilson at plus 210, Brock Purdy plus 450, Kenny Pickett plus 1800. And then it's like Watson, Olafa, blah, blah, blah.
1: I give it to Pickett if San Francisco runs the table. They close out undefeated. I think he gets it because when you look at the stats for Wilson. And, no. Bur- yes. Thank you. Sorry. Oh
2: oh oh oh. Gotcha. 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 That um, makes more sense. I agree.
1: Yes. Sorry. Um. Goodness. Total brain fart. Yeah. I think thank it's you. him. Just when you look at no rookie quarterback since what like Roethlisberger has had this type yep. of run. Yeah. Um. He's just been so composed week in and week out. You just. I keep waiting for the, the pumpkin to turn or the carriage to turn back into a pumpkin. And I don't know. In the Shanahan system, I think it just works. Those other guys are just having like good years, thousand yard rushing year, a thousand yard receiving year. But when they don't wow you, it's this shout out to my guy, Ryan Stonehouse though, about to break an 82 yard record. Not even in the conversation, but sad. Okay.
0: Um, I would go Garrett Wilson, I think. Um, but the case for Purdy is, it's very intriguing. I just don't know if you can give it to a guy who's only going to end up playing, what, five or six games. That's that's I know. hard. I know. Um, And when you look at Garrett Wilson's situation, I mean, he had Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, uh, Mike White, Chris Streveler throwing him the ball, and he's putting up an a 1,000-yard season. I guess you could say the same thing about Olave, too, though. I mean – they haven't really had a solid quarterback position and um haven't been great offensively and he has been. Um it's yeah. Yeah. Brees Hall looked like a lock. Um
2: and how different does that offense look, you know. Also Sauce Gardner right. seems to be the lock on the defensive yeah. side. So that would have been a a Jets double as they as they call that in uh in world football. Um okay. Cool, I'm good. Thank you. I think there's value on Purdy in this last week. Is all I I'm think saying.
1: there is too. That's that's just where I would put my money. Like the other guys, I think. It, I I don't know. I, I yeah. think that's where the value is. Let's talk about sure. this Natty though. And um, do you trust Georgia's secondary against these TCU receivers?
2: It's gonna be a hell of a matchup. It's gonna be a hell of a matchup. It's. Is it the wide receivers or is it the quarterback, though? You know, to me, is can Duggan make enough throws? Can they give
1: him time? Yeah. yeah.
2: Can Duggan make enough throws? And, I mean, their team speed, TCU's really shined against Michigan. Is it going to be able to
0: shine against Georgia, who might be that one team who can match up? I'm not sure. Yeah, it's all about the trenches again. If TCU Ah. can man up and take it to them, uh, anything's possible for sure. But, man, we're talking about the Georgia Bulldogs here with Jalen Carter, who's a top-five pick, and they've got dogs behind him. Um, If they can protect and allow Max Duggan to kind of just run around and make some plays, and I'm all in on TCU. I'm just wary, though, man, because even Michigan's case, they went into this game against Georgia last year, and everyone was like, you know, if they can run the ball, if they can hold up in the trenches didn't matter it was a complete ass whooping um George is just in a different class than everyone else so I worry about that
1: the history is not in TCU's favor these double digit spreads when you look at national championship games or Super Bowls even like it, it tends to be a blowout yeah I, I don't know I I have a hard time dismissing TCU after what we just saw from of them who This past week in the trenches, and I want to be respectful. I certainly think that they're capable of it. I just, I also think that Georgia played its worst game probably in the last three years, maybe even like Mm. four or five in in terms of the big moment, like type performances, and they still won. I I don't know. I just, I feel like they're going to, we're going to see the real Georgia. You give them 10 days, you know, to scheme up some shit for a team. I just have so much respect for Kirby. I I can't go against him. So I I do think Georgia is going to cover. I'm kind of worried it's going to be a blowout, but I would love to be wrong.
2: They're just so loaded that Georgia forces you in so many second and third and long drives because they just, like, one of those five stars burst through and, like, sacked you. And, okay... Pick your ass up and like, let's line up for the next down. And now, okay, now get ready to punt. Um, And you lose enough of those drives. You just fall behind to where there's like, you you reach a point of no return. That's what really terrifies me. It's an insane spread. Part of me thinks, gosh, under two touchdowns lay those points all day at 12 and a half on the dogs. Like, you know this, like you've been saying it for weeks, it's going to happen with the the horned frogs, like it's the Cinderella analogy that I would butcher as well. Um, And then the other part of me says like, these guys don't get blown out, man. These guys don't get blown out. They just have that fight in them. That's not going to let them relent. We're underrating their skill positions. um, And and maybe their coaching staff, which holy shit, we're not talking about Sonny Dykes nearly enough. Like this is, one of the all-time great um college football seasons we've seen in the last 20 years. I have no doubt about that. Um I, so I'm I'm just torn like a pretzie. I, I'm staying away from I'm staying away from this spread. I need to see it unfold a little. You want to see TCU gain a little momentum early. That's where you start mm-hmm. to feel like okay, okay, we might there might be legs to this. Um, but don't go all in. Don't like hammer TCU money line. You know, once you lose value, because that's not what's happening. That's where you gain value on Georgia, because they'll they'll relent. They just should have too many athletes, too much depth, too much size for TCU in all four quarters. But we've we've been saying that about the Horned Frogs since mid September, and we've been wrong every single time. So.
0: Uh, two more takes. One, I don't know if uh, Kendra Miller is going to be healthy for this. He kind of rolled his ankle um, yep. in that game against Michigan. Big one. Uh, Demarcado is a solid back, but Kendra Miller has had a fantastic year. He almost yes. hit uh, fourteen hundred yards. Got seventeen touchdowns, so that's a big factor. And then you talk about hot coordinators, Dre. I mean, Garrett Riley, man, he was up high on on my list for the Buffs too. For this reason, yeah. he's been doing amazing stuff this year, yeah. and just. Those like shallow cross, like whole field screens that he's running that they pop two big touchdowns on. I mean, it, it you saw it only takes one missed tackle and they're out the gate. So, um, it's about getting ahead early, like you said. Um, the Michigan game played out perfectly into their hands with them doing that stupid Philly special, um, just stealing that possession early and then the two pick sixes. Of course, it's going to take something like that, I think, to get this covered.
2: I have tremendous respect for both OCs in this game. And honestly, if Harbaugh would leave Michigan, you could do a lot worse than Garrett Riley or Todd Munkin sure. as your replacement.
1: Only 10 teams have gone back-to-back since World War II. Georgia trying to become the first since Bama wow. in 2011, 2012. It's hard to do. It's really hard to do. This TCU team is is special, man. Like, I... Nothing would be cooler, I think, if you're just watching this as an objective college football fan. They were 2,000-to-1 to to even make the national championship. If they can somehow win against this defense, it's sports movie type stuff. Mm -hmm. Especially like with the way they played in that Big 12 championship and the emotion. and I don't know. Like Dre said, every time that I count them out, whether it was Texas or Michigan or any game where I was like, I don't know, the difference is going to come through here they always find a way. Yeah. So I am really hesitant to say that. It's just my confidence in Georgia is so high, particularly when they have over a week to scheme for somebody. It's hard to go against them. No Nolan Smith though, and that's been a big factor these last couple of games. The pass rush has been not as effective.
2: Yeah, and what Ohio State was really good at was um you know, like pr- making it so that strout had a clean pocket to get outside um so like protecting those edges and Duggan's gonna do the same thing you let Duggan get out outside the pocket he's gonna make stuff happen as well especially if your depth at the second level maybe isn't tippy top it's a huge test for that secondary it's a huge test for that secondary um tcu just plus 350 money line dog it feels like plus 2000 it's like um because i tell you man the horn frogs actually do this It, it flips this sport on its head that this former mountain west squad um joining the big 12 and in a year where the big 12's falling apart i mean just think of what the conversations were around the conference six months ago as lincoln riley's dipping out and texas and oklahoma are leaving um And like Gary Patterson leaves after eons, like he built TCU. He leaves in the first year. Sonny Dykes is able to do this. It's, it's mind bending, man, this kind of shit. I didn't think was supposed to happen like this in this sport. And it really would break a lot of conventional
0: thinking if they could go all the way. I think I I saw this was sorry on Reddit. um, i read this comment that damn, it drove the point home. Just how crazy the season is for TCU they said um, TCU fired the guy that built their program and then went to the national championship. It's insane.
2: It's like losing Peyton Manning to the NFL draft and winning the Natty, which is what happened at Tennessee. Yeah. You know, it's stuff that you, you kind of don't expect.
1: They've gone like 23 and 24 over the four years leading up to it though. I mean, it was, it was time for a change. Um, oh yeah. 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 I, I don't think that this stuff happens very frequently, but it, it at least gives hope to a lot of college football fans out there. I mean, I've talked about on the Rams pod, why this TCU team should make you excited because CSU is trying to build their program on the same principles. We're going to run this air raid. We're going to get as many plus athletes as we can. We'll figure out a role for him. I don't care that he never played linebacker. We're going to take this, you know, all conference wide receiver from California or Texas. We're going to put him at linebacker and we're going to let him run crazy like this. It's intriguing. It's really intriguing that you can potentially punch up in a major way if you get the right guys, you get the right fit, and you find the right athletes. So I'm, I'm really excited. It's, I'll be pulling for TCU in a major way in this one. Um, but I, I do think Georgia covers, unfortunately.
0: it's the TCU is the power of the portal, too, right now. I mean, nope. you get these nope. guys like Dylan Horton who are playing at New Mexico um, yeah, he's been at TCU for a few years, but it's just it's how you work the portal, or how you find those gems who are playing at other schools who are trying to, you know, take another up in class and just hang on those guys. Yeah, and Duggan hanging around was huge,
2: yeah, as well. And I mean, there's so many not horror stories, but like stories of conference realignment not working out, Nebraska and like Mizzou. Mm-hmm hasn't necessarily worked out for CU. Um, and we always talk about Utah as kind of that shining example of where it has worked. TCU is that other one, man. And it's it's punching up. It's going from the G5 to the Power 5 and it working out for the best. It's crazy. So um, I'm very excited. Monday's going to be an all-timer. Jake's already sad that we won't have football anymore. We all share that. But it's our time to shine. Bronco's season will mercifully be over and we'll be able draft to season. get into draft season in full. It's it's our time, baby. So get ready.
1: It's our time. Before we go, what are your predictions? I, I said I think Georgia covers. Gotta go on record. Both of you.
0: Mm, I'm taking the never say die horn frogs against the spread. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um,
2: same. Same. Georgia actually I think might be down in the I, I might take a TCU first half uh spread too. And then I think the the dogs lay it on them and um win by over a touchdown, but not two touchdowns. Oh a constrictor. Oh constrictor, baby. Minus seven, Georgia. Boy, they they set some good lines. Uh I will take TCU plus seven first half, though. I like that.
1: Hey, you heard it. Thank you, as always, for listening. Thank you to our presenting sponsors, DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that promo code DNVR when you sign up. We'll be back next week breaking down that national championship. And as Dre alluded to, really getting in full draft mode. This is our time of year. Keep up with the Rams content. Keep up with the Buffs content. Keep up with the Broncos content and everything in between. For Dre, for Jake, I'm Justin. Much love y'all. Peace.